Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, today we're continuing in our series, Repercussions. We're continuing in our series, Repercussions, and we're actually culminating the first lesson, the first message that we began on last week. If you would, turn in your Bible to the book of uh, 1 Kings, 1 Kings, chapter 12, 1 Kings chapter 12. And of course, as we look back at our passage, we know that this is where actually Rehoboam and the people of Israel, they actually went to Shechem. They went to Shechem to coronate him as a king. While they were there, the word got back to Jeroboam, who was actually in Israel, in, or I should say in Egypt, excuse me. He was in Egypt because he had run from Solomon. He ran from King Solomon because King Solomon was after him. So he ran there, but when he heard about the passing, the passing of Solomon, and therefore Rehoboam was coming into his kingship, then they called him to come and actually present or represent them before the new king before the new king. And this is where, and we'll actually pick up at verse number four in our text. And here in verse four, it says, thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, depart ye for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon, his father, while he yet lived, and said, How do ye advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, which, he, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter? And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto those people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father did laid you with, uh, laid you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father hath chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions, with scorpions. Again, we're speaking from the subject, who are you rolling with? This is part two. This is part two of who are you rolling with? Who are you rolling with? Now, as we closed last week, we did see that Rehoboam rejected the wisdom that the older men who stood with his father had given him and turned to his friends for counsel instead. 
he turned to his friends for counsel instead. Now, a couple things we need to realize about these friends. First of all, it's very doubtful that these young men had served in any capacity of government or held positions of leadership that allowed him or allowed them rather to give good advice. That's first of all. They had no experience in what they were talking about. That's number one. Now, the second thing, the only qualification, the only qualification that they had was that they had grown up with him and were his friends. That was their only qualification, that they had grown up with him and they were his friends. They were his boys. They were the cats around the way. <laughs> they were that he was used to seeing and he grew up with. That's the only qualification that they had. Now, let me share a couple things with you that I think is very important to pull out of this one experience. I believe this will bless us. First of all, with selecting your friends, do not make people who always look to make you happy and feel good as your best friends. Do you hear me? The people that make you happy and, and, are, and make you feel good all the time, don't make them your best friends. Don't make them your best friends. Stay with me. You're going to understand in just a moment. Because in fact, if you take those who feed your pride, gratify your vanity, and fill you with pleasures as your best friends, you are already set up to be ruined. You're already set up to be ruined. Do you hear me? You hear me? Watch this. I want, I want to share something with you. I, I saw a quote from Mr. Thomas J. Watson. Thomas J. Watson was the chairman and CEO of IBM during the 1940s and 1950s. This was the period in which they really established themselves. They established themselves in um, accounting technology and accounting equipment and machinery. And it's, it was so they were so effective with it that they not only spread their use throughout all types of commerce and, and business in the United States, but also into government and not just in the United States, but around the world, even during the 40s and 50s, before they became what was known as, as a large conglomerate in, into the, the 70s and 80s and 90s. So this is what IBM was, and Thomas J. Watson was the one who oversaw all of this. He said this about friendship. Don't make friends who are comfortable, um, comfortable to be with. Don't make friends with, with, who are comfortable to be with. Instead, make friends who force you to lever yourself up. To lever yourself up. Now, I know some of you say, oh, level up. We're going to level. No, 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 not, not, not level up. To lever yourself up. Let me explain what that means. During that time, and those who work with construction, you'll understand that term lever up. When you're having to move a large or heavy item, sometimes you'll take a pendulum and you'll take a board, a wood, or, or something to pry it, and you take pressure and you push it down. And when you push it down, that which is heavy rises 
rises up. You see, so therefore, it helps you to lever up. See, friendship helps you to lever up. In fact, that a good friend will apply enough pressure upon you to where the weight that they see in you, the value that they see in you is that which rises up. They don't worry about you always liking them and, and, and liking everything that you got to say about them. No, so no, no, no. They want to be able to speak something real to you because they are a real friend. They see the value in you. They see the benefit in you. They want you to be able to come up and not stay where you are. You don't want people who make you comfortable where you are all the time. You want some people that can say, listen, now it's time to go up. Listen, there's too much greatness in you to stay where you are. There's too much potential in you to stay where you are. It's time for you to lever up. It's time to lever. It's time to push it down. It's time to apply some pressure. It's time to be able to raise you to the next level. In fact, it's interesting because I just had a conversation with a dear friend not too long ago, very recently. He called me out the blue and he said, listen, I, 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 something happened and I just got to share it with you. And he started sharing with me and we, and we were talking and, and during the conversation, it got challenging. It got a little challenging, but but during that conversation, as we were challenged, I saw myself being able to pull some things out of him, and I saw him trying to pull some things out of me, so therefore, we were like, no, 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 you, you cannot stay where you are. There's too much in you to stay where you are. This is what true friendship is about. This is what your best friend should do. You see, you can have associates anywhere and everywhere. In fact, there's an associate that I used to have. I would see him at Cracker Barrel. And when would I see him at Cracker Bell? I would see him there after we, after New Year's Eve, our New Year's Eve service, the very next day, New Year's Day, we would go to Cracker Barrel. And so we're sitting there and there was a gentleman, a Caucasian gentleman sitting in the corner and he had on a Clemson shirt. And so when I saw him the first time, I said, hey, Clemson. And of course, they had on my Clemson shirt and he looked at me and said, Clemson. And we sat there and we were like, oh my goodness, the, the playoff game is coming. And oh, we were just nervous about it. And we're talking about it. And then we went ahead and back to our families and everything. And now the next time I saw him was one year later after we won the championship. And then I saw him again. He was in the corner with his Clemson shirt on. I didn't wear mine that time. And I looked, I said, Clemson. He looked, I said, Clemson. Now, he was a great associate. We had fun. We laughed. We talked. But I can't really call him my best friend. You see, my best friend is the one who will challenge. My best friend is the one who will pull things out of me that need to be pulled out. They'll tell me, no, it's not fine for you to stay where you are. It's time for you to get up. That's what your best friend. You can have a plenty of associates. But, but you should have a small inner circle of people that can truly inspire you, challenge you, and lift you. And see, the problem with Rehoboam is that he has surrounded himself with people that would just make him feel good about himself, people that actually talked to him the, uh, and, and made him feel comfortable where he was. In fact, I want you to look with me at verse number nine, at verse number nine, and we pick this up. We're going to pull some very important things out here. Verse number nine, it says this, And he said unto them, What counsel give ye? that we may answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter. Make the yoke that your father put on us lighter. You see here, Rehoboam, he wants his friends to tell him how to answer the people. 
He wants to tell them how to answer the people. And see, this is actually frustrating for us, especially in the states right now, because we're having to go and cast votes, ballots for so many people who like to surround themselves with folks that think like them, that sound like them, that act like them and want to go in the same direction. But yet we've got to vote for them to, to, to take that wrong attitude and wrong behavior to different places of, of responsibility. And it's a problem, isn't it? You have to spend a lot of time praying, don't you? You should. You better pray. <laughs> Pray and ask God to guide you and show you because it's important that you don't just put somebody there who just because of the folks that are surrounding them, that are surrounding them. This is exactly what Rehoboam was doing. He had, he had surrounded people that made him comfortable, but yet he sat here now. He wants these people to tell him how to answer the people of God, the people of God. We have to also notice a very important difference here. There's a very important difference between how he asked his friends to help him and notice how he actually asked the older men to help him. I want you to see the difference. Notice that he asked his friends, what counsel give ye that we, we may answer this people? You see that? But then I want you to see when he spoke to the older men, he said this, how do ye advise that I, that I may answer this people. Now, when he spoke to the older men, he knew that he had to be responsible for the decision that he had to make. But when he talked to his friends, he wanted them to make the decision with him. Do you see that? This is telling us a lot. This tells us a lot. In fact, this reveals a critical issue that Rehoboam had. Something critical that he had. You see, after speaking with the older men, he ran into a problem. He began looking at himself in the mirror and began to doubt his own ability. Do you hear me? He began to doubt his own ability. Now, now this isn't in the King James Version. This is from the, from the version of Brown. This is what I believe happened. I believe he sat there and he's listening to these men. And they're telling him, listen, if you do this, these people are going to follow you and they'll, 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 they'll be submitted to you forever. You'll never have to worry about anything. They will follow you. Their children will follow you. Their, 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 their children will follow you. Generations will follow you if you do this one thing. And I believe he began thinking about that. And he's like, man, I, 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 can I do that? If I do that, will they follow me? What if I make a mistake? What if I fall short? What, what, what happens? What, will they get angry with me? Will they leave me? And while he's walking away, I believe he found a mirror. And he looked in that mirror and speaking back from him to him from that mirror, his reflection was saying, no, you know better than that. You know who you are. Come on, Riri. <laughs> you, you know who you are. You from Riri from, from, from the third floor over there. Only time we saw you was during, during services. During special events, come on now. You're going to run the whole place and you're going to lead this people. Come on, man. You know you. And you know you can't really do it. Not like that. Not like this. That's not how it's going to happen. And I believe he heard that and it got into his ears and into his heart. And he's like, oh, man, 
man, I, I don't know if this is where I need to go. This is the way I need to go. I need to go talk to my friends. You see, this is why he went to his friends. He went to his friends to do that because, you know, he, he started doubting himself. He started doubting himself. I need somebody to type in chat right now. Believe in yourself. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.